Where would be an interesting place to home alone someone? A fire. <laughs> there's a there's a mouse trap on the floor in this fire. Ow! Oh no! What are we gonna do? Well, yeah, because we've only got several minutes before our oxygen runs out. What? <laughs> well, it's getting consumed by the fire that's raging all around us. Oh, what? he's just a kid. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but <laughs> look, Marv, we came here to rob this fire. <laughs> now we're the flaming bandits. Ow! <laughs> Ow! <laughs> we're gonna get ah. <laughs> That you can catch me out. Very, very short film. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> Ow. Hark <Hug> the belt. <laughs> All Christmas movies and a fire. A miracle on Fire Street. Fire on 34th Street. <laughs> really. You're not the real uh-huh. Santa Claus. Help me! <laughs> he wouldn't be so easily consumed by the flame of truth <laughs> and also fire. <laughs> Ow. I'm, that's right, I'm testing all the Santas by subjecting them to fire. <laughs> One of them's going to be the real Santa, but not this time. La, 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 la. She skips into the distance, that fucking kid from Matilda. Oh, Christ, Karamara. <laughs> Karamara Wilson, absolutely. that will one day be covered in pigeons waiting for kids in a park. I'm Paul Fricker. I'm sorry I screamed in your face. Oh, that's alright, mate. Anytime. I got off to it. It's very nearly Christmas by our watch. To wrap up our weird decision to devote nearly 10% of our output for the year to a single day commemorating a deity neither of us believe in, we're going to launch a valiant defence Yeah. of sometimes cl- Christmas classic Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Hiya, pal. The halls with Marv and Harry. Yes. Make their Christmas not so merry. Give them bricks and give them riches. One more Christmas in the trenches. Toss some paint cans down to greet them. Send the toolbox down to meet them. Serve the nails for Christmas dinner. Kevin is declared the winner. May I do the thinking, please? Home Alone 2, lost in New York. You wearing aftershave? That's kerosene. Now why would anybody soak a rope in kerosene? Merry Christmas. It's it's more it's more in honor of the the non-denominational winter solstice. I mean, even though I am in Australia and don't believe in winter anymore, <laughs> it's not around me. If you don't believe in winter, um, when you can't see it, then you'll never get to Santa. <laughs> Last Jedi is a masterpiece. Um, Home Alone Two is the 1992 sequel to the 1990 family comedy Goodfellas, starring Joe Pesci <laughs> and Marv as Kevin. <laughs> hey, what are you fucking doing? I'm just flooding the basement so that everybody knows that the people who hit this drug dealer are the the wet the wet hit men. I hate you. you what are you fucking? You think you're trying to be funny right now? No. 
good because that's me or me and Joe Pesci. Funny man. <laughs> I wish I hadn't. I wish we hadn't gotten an agent in who insisted that we have to appear in the same movies always. <laughs> Every movie Joe Pesci's in, Daniel Stern now has to be in by by contract. It's very awkward. What am I funny? Funny how? Uh, <laughs> fuck you! Fuck you, you little bitch! Open your mouth, Joe. 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 Swallow it. Swallow the gun. And John Williams has to score it. <laughs> um, director Chris Columbus and writer producer John Ho- Hughes return along with Ooh. most of the rest of the last movie. Yeah, that's easy. Oh, credits didn't like it. Yeah, no, they didn't, did they? Uh, they didn't like it. Give it a polish. Put it in a box. <laughs> click, click. You're dead, fucker. It's Roger Ebert writing for the <laughs> Chicago Sun Times. <laughs> oh fuck. Um, he said I didn't much like the first film, and I don't much like this one, with its sadistic little hero who mercilessly hammers a couple of slow learning crooks. Nor did I enjoy the shameless attempt to leaven, leaven, okay, to leaven the mayhem, uh, by including a preachy subplot about the pigeon lady of Central Park. Call me hard-hearted. Call me cynical. Hard-hearted. But please don't call me if they make Home Alone three. Oh, someone probably Pity. did though. <laughs> Roger, you'll never believe it. Or I fucking tell you. <laughs> hey Pesci, get in here. Do you have to bring? Yeah, I have to bring him. Adding you to the fucking list <laughs> of what of people's addresses that him and Siskel are gonna <laughs> lives are gonna ruin <laughs> by releasing him on the internet. <laughs> tell you what though, public loved it. Yeah, they did. Like a curry in the shower. Do I mean Tim or Tika? <laughs> never mind. Get it in your wet place. Uh, Adriana Melendez over at Google said I saw it is really good but it is not as good as the first although it still has the comedy we all love the character still got it but the fact that Kevin is in New York and stayed at a hotel and accidentally took his dad's wallet and got to stay at a hotel and when he went to the hotel this guy the bellhop automatically judges Kevin with no reason (laughs) and last movie Kevin learned about friendship and not to judge old people but then he did it again with a pigeon lady (laughs) now for the nice stuff I really like how Kevin went through all the trouble just to save the money from the bandits so it could be donated to the children's hospital and he was also really creative and smart to use supplies from his uncle's house that is alone and being remodeled there was a lot of good and classical comedy but I just need to say one more thing so when his parents found the hotel Kevin was staying at his parents were mad at the people working there for losing Kevin but the only reason Kevin was lost (laughs) is because the Peter his dad uh, he could have waited for Kevin at the airport, but instead he ran off to catch the plane. That was two sentences. <laughs> <laughs> My son has been so- showing so much promise. He's only eight. <laughs> but he understands how a story works. <laughs> <laughs> he, can, he, can put, he can just watch a movie and just know what's in the movie. And talk about the bits that he likes and doesn't like. <laughs> That's seamless. That was such a weird angle. Because... <laughs> They're discussing what they like about the movie, but something felt very off. Uh, I, I think it's just <laughs> discussing it two sentences. It's two sentences. That's step one in it in its offness. But it's it's something about describing. I think it's the soap opera thing of describing the characters as re- as if they're real people making decisions, and then <laughs> that informs the worth of the movie. Yeah, um, I'm I'm glad Kevin was such a, resu- a resourceful young boy. His yeah. movie was well, great. Kevin's movie. <laughs> God, imagine that. Imagine if you made a movie that was really good, but the protagonist was just shit in and of his own merits. Yeah. Just, no, it was rubbish, Home Alone. The kid got killed immediately. <laughs> he just wasn't very good. We should have had a better hero. But we couldn't <laughs> get one. Not at this notice. <laughs> in this economy. <laughs> We're going to get Zachary Ty Bryan. <laughs> anyway, the film has 33% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.8 on IMDb, and made Ooh. so much money. It's over right. ten times the budget. Yeah. Christ. For the last time this year, I've subjected my family to the horrors of a family festive favourite. 
so I'll be sampling their horrified cries and little whimpers all the way through this episode. Alright, huh? Yeah. Oh, so Paul, you trout sniffer. Hiya, pal! Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Found me again. What's one thing about Home Alone 2 lost in New York that made you want to just hurt some people? Oh, gosh, Paul, just the nostalgia, the pure nostalgia from the very first moment. Pretty um, overwhelming. From that, from that illustrated Home Alone logo yeah. as, as, the, as that uh, very familiar and memorable music plays. It's very, oh. very music. It's, it was very music and it was absolutely tuned. <laughs> and Banging, mate. I felt, I felt really good. And it's been a long time since I felt good or anything, <laughs> in fact, on account of that bet with the devil. <laughs> there was that bet in which you lost your human soul. Well, <sighs> that sounds very Faustian, Paul, but what happens? Well, I was in Home Alone oh. 2, the second one. So Kevin um, is still stuck with the worst family on earth, his, <laughs> in their wonderful Christmassy house from the 90s. Yeah. And um, well, they're the all credits, getting ready. The credits come up as they're getting ready, and the movie assures mm. us that Rob Schneider is on his way. Nothing can <laughs> stop worry, it. Guys. It's happening. Um, and then it this, comes is, up... this is pre-Sandler, I think, so, uh, or pre-The <laughs> Worst of Sandler. You think Sandler sucked the comedy out of him? Gave him a different kind. Uh, because I've got news for you. I've seen Surf Ninjas. <laughs> I'm going to pump you full of a different kind of comedy. <laughs> Trousers down. <laughs> you ain't, you ain't going to tell a gag the same way twice. Uh, it comes up based on characters by John Hughes. Oh, wow. Was John Hughes not involved? Oh, no. The next credit is written and produced by John Hughes. He just wanted you to know that... <laughs> it was all him. It was all the Hughesy. He based it on his own characters. <laughs> They're all, this is, it's identity all over again. Um... <laughs> Kevin is the, the superego of, uh, of John Hughes, and the rest of them are all the other ones. And, <laughs> yeah, they're all, they're all getting ready for their trip to Florida. Yay! His uncle's been getting ready by talking to his, um, his nephew about his big old dick. <laughs> My tie's in the bathroom. I can't go in there, because Uncle Frank's taking a shower. He says if I walked in there and saw him naked, I'd grow up never feeling like a real man. Big old wanger. <laughs> Um, generally, <laughs> it's like John Hamm. Look it up. Everyone gets away with abusing Kevin a bit. Kieran Culkin, I realise, is plays fuller. <laughs> um, I don't realise that for a bit longer, which is insane. Buzz makes fun of of Macaulay Culkin's actual ears in front of everyone. That's yeah. good. Yeah, that's that's just how you know that actors are normal. Paul, they let themselves <laughs> be ridiculed for their actual fe- features. <laughs> uh, do I have to do this? Yes. This don't r- fucking talk to me again. <laughs> I'm John Hughes. This ridiculous chin. Uh, <laughs> Um, Buzz, after making fun of Macaulay Culkin's actual ears, uh, gives the shittiest apology you've ever heard in your life. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I'd like to apologize to my family for whatever displeasure I might have caused you. My prank was immature and ill-timed. I'd also like to apologize to my brother. Kevin, I'm sorry. But the script says Kevin O'Hara has to be taken in by it. If I had been made to apologise for my sister for any one of the horrible things I did to her in our childhood. <laughs> I did so many, guys. <laughs> so many. And I started with ladies and gentlemen of the jury. I'd have been sent straight to bed with instructions <laughs> to come back when I'm done being a cunt. <laughs> word for word, that's what would have said been, been said to me. <laughs> and your sister said that and they let her get away with it, which is just how much of a cunt you were being. <laughs> Mom, you are being a bit cunty, son. Yeah, overruled. <laughs> Go to bed. <laughs> cunt. <laughs> Go to bed, cunt boy. Auntie <laughs> cunt. All right. <laughs> I love that little cunt, really. <laughs> <laughs> Such a cunt. Everyone, the thing is, everyone fucking loved what Buzz, Buzz was oh, doing. Oh, was His great. insults, the whole thing. It was so moving. And Kieran Culkin wasn't impressed and all was big-dicked Uncle Frank. <laughs> so Ke- Kevin then says to his mum, I wish, wish I never fell out you. 
basically. <laughs> he says that. that it's effect. horrifying. And he says, yeah. I, wish, accent. I wish that I could end up on a different holiday in New York where all sorts of hijinks can happen. I'll stop wishing for film premises. <laughs> getting really it's so annoying. expensive. <laughs> I wish I was Richie Rich. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, what you wish for, mate. Because <laughs> you'll have that guy from The Mummy in, in there with you. That's not going to go well. There's, there's all sorts of contrived hijinks overnight, uh, which leads to them being late for the airport. Yeah. Yeah. There's and- some sp- Better bits of them running around and screaming. Oh, I love it. Um, I remember some... from the last one. Le... <laughs> oh, great. There's some fantastic John Williams uh, music. <laughs> um, he's, he's got his spread of class, uh, of the top 10 classical pieces of all time. And he's gone, I can change these very slightly. <laughs> um, and they're great. And they get to the airport and, and um, Kevin goes, I want to change my batteries. And rather than say, do it on the plane, mm. pick him up and then run with him through the terminal. <laughs> like any Upside good dad down. would do. Yeah. Yeah, upside down, shaking him um, for money whilst he does it. They just let him do it and then run away because they are the worst parents but Paul, I've ever met. But Paul, that's I... exactly what fucking Adriana Melendez said. Peter, the dad, apparently. Who the fuck knows that? Yeah. I uh, should have waited for him. Yeah. And also, the rest of what he said was... <laughs> <laughs> um, I make the note, Christ, it would have been easy to hijack a plane back then. Yeah. I mean, sweet Christ, he just talks him way on. It's like, yeah, my parents are here. It's that guy. All right. Do you want to look where I'm pointing? <laughs> nope. Get on. Get on the plane. <laughs> very believable, though. Um, he's very endearing. Yeah. Aw. He's gonna hijack Aww, the plane with his big fucking ears. <laughs> well, if we go down, if we go down screaming, he can stick his ears out the windows. <laughs> All right, Dumbo. Balance. Oi. <laughs> All right. That's talking to me. I'm also I'm self-loathing as well as God, I have loathing. Sorry, I have a, a hair that is in front of my eye and has been for about. 10 minutes and it's just been ruining everything <laughs> I, th- I think it's done I'd say it behind to comedy I mean I'd say it behind your back but I don't think it would fucking help me much would it hey, big ears, uh... <laughs> sorry this. I'm gonna fucking puke because you're such a big eared jug face <laughs> prick anyway Merry Christmas I'm actually getting paid for these movies again uh, <laughs> I've got bad news for you Kevin <laughs> anyway Kevin can't see his family on the plane now but he doesn't say anything to any of the staff and I can relate to that I very much, <laughs> just su- such as my childhood need to not create trouble or be noticed in any way, I can very much, okay, I'm just going to sit here with your family. Great, yeah, thanks. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Dad. Okay. <laughs> oh, Dad. Classic. You can leave us alone now, please. Classic Spanish Dad. You can leave me alone now, please, air, air hostess. <laughs> Which one of these buttons makes you go away? <laughs> um, yeah, so the young Paul Salt gets off at, at New York. <laughs> To start his and brave goes... new life. <laughs> Mystery and <laughs> <That's> sodomy. Cobra. <laughs> he's got the screenplay to Cobra under his arm and he's got a bright future ahead. <laughs> um, meanwhile, I might th- I write the note, really? We need to do this scene again? Um, and I pretty much copy and paste that several times throughout the movie, so I'll just leave it at that one. <laughs> I believe it was when they were whispering about the things they might have forgotten, which I can't believe it wasn't like, I feel like I've forgotten. Oh, was it Kevin? Are you going to yell <laughs> Kevin at me again? And then faint. No. Mm, no, I'm going to do that in a bit. <laughs> I'm going to do that later. I want out of this marriage. <laughs> Kevin, ah, you can't just distract me with Kevin every time. I'm really unhappy. He is, he is lost, though. Always say that. <laughs> it's the only thing holding them together. Thank God is Kevin is here with his antics. I mean, nobody gets to that many kids if they have a happy marriage. <laughs> no, one, no one willingly has Uncle Frank in the house. If they've <laughs> got a happy marriage. Dick. Can't get him into the house. And enormous humongo dick. So Kevin's gone. They yeah. they realize that now. Kevin, ah, and then yeah. 
and he's he's in New York without his family, and let no. the precaution begin. He does his eyebrow um, thing that everybody loves. Fantastic. Yeah, and he he wanders around a bit, and in a population of seven point three million people at the time, <laughs> uh, he runs into <laughs> Harry and Marv. Only they don't notice him. They don't quite recognize him this time. They just walk past him. Yeah. But at this stage, oh well, he goes into the hotel and he doesn't know where reception is, so he asks a passing yeah. by, a passerby. And the passerby yeah. he asks, my God, Paul, what a fucking yeah. Adonis. Excuse me, where's the lobby? If Ivanka weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. What a what, hunky, what, what? heroic, mighty man. I don't know who it is. I didn't look up the extras, but I can no. just tell that he's going to make at least one country the best in the world now. I wish he'd grab me by the pussy, Paul. I, my pussy was right there and waiting um, for such a man. And, you know, Tripping, mate. no grabbing happened. He's a total gent. No. Said I was too old. Fantastic. But he checks out Kevin's ass as he walks away. And, um, <laughs> Loves it. In my head cannon. And then he and, checks um, into this shitty over-designed hotel. Kind of place a gangster might run. Looks awful. <laughs> Hate it. <laughs> awful hotel. Looks like it would be owned by a gaudy loser. I think. Yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, speaking of which, uh, Tim Curry steals the movie in his first shot. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's it. Nothing else matters. And then immediately after that, Rob Schneider does the opposite. He fumbles the movie and just lets it spill out across the floor. Oh, I think you're being very unfair to Rob Schneider. I was I immediately, very... immediately irritated by him. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I like Rob Schneider in this. He no. was fine. He no, just, no, no, no. Without... I, I think you'd been fine if you could have just gotten rid of the Adam Sandler memories. <laughs> Nothing to do with it. I don't think I've seen Rob Schneider in an Adam Sandler film. Oh, I think he was great in this, but let's move on because we've, <laughs> well, I we've, mean... we've only got... A couple of hours to get this episode done. <laughs> well, look, he can't move on too far because the bellboy decides he's going to look through the guest bag because he's a, he works for a shit hotel which is full of losers and fiends. and <laughs> Making the country great. Further evidence by the fact that later on, Tim Curry goes sneaking into Kevin's room at night, which is the service you can expect from the Plaza Hotel, <laughs> run and owned by monsters. But mostly Tim Curry. He's a, <laughs> a lure unto himself. <laughs> Nobody give him a job, please. Um, luckily, <laughs> Somebody do. in spite of the fact Tim Curry sneaks into his room in the middle of the night, Kevin is able to rig an elaborate puppet together in a few minutes to fool him. Yeah. Because we should explain, he's lied that his dad is staying with him. Yes. It's a clever yeah. ruse in order to get this, this luxurious hotel room um, in, in the spinning, burning pits of hell. And yeah. um, he orders a whole bunch of room service. He operates a clown. Um, he... <laughs> Which isn't Rob Schneider. <laughs> no, he operates himself. Everyone loves money. He he causes a stir and he manages to hoodwink the members of the staff who are very very naive. Uh, shit hotel. They um, they he gets a visit to a toy store out of them and a pizza as well thrown <laughs> into the bargain. He does indeed. And after a little bit of a wander around, he manages to knock into Harry and Marv again in a city the size of seven point three million people. They they're clearly only walking the same two blocks of Manhattan <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> It's understandable. It's all there. You don't need me to go and a cousin. Else. Me and a cousin did that uh, back in uh, 2013. Didn't even see each other. <laughs> Crazy. Um, the hotel staff, then, well, he runs away from um, Harry and Marv, as anyone would. Um, <laughs> runs away from Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, very much like the, the limelight did. <laughs> Aww. Aww. And he runs into the hotel where the terrible staff are un- unable to apprehend a young credit card thief. Uh, because it's a shit place run by fucking clowns and probably owned by a cowardly moron. Yeah, pro- probably. Complete hypocrite. Probably. Stupid fucking hypocrite. 
Um, and but yeah, I mean, Tim Curry, Tim Curry is especially greasy, and Macaulay Culkin as a young child is covered in <laughs> grease. So there's there's no way the two of them that they're, they're forever going to repel one another. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what happens when an unstoppable grease meets a slippery object? It's it's just unknown. Unfortunately, though, the um the the Stern brothers they've been working on their new <laughs> moniker, the Sticky Bandit. So so slippery, ah. Kev. Go straight into their <gasps> sticky sticky mitts. And then you get stuck to them. But luckily, in a yeah. city of 7.3 million people, they bump into a woman that Marv harassed earlier. And Kevin's yeah. able to use that to his advantage and get out of there. She was a separate honeypot thing um, <laughs> for Daniel Stern. Intended to catch Daniel to be Stern, the, the actor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, it, and it almost worked, but Daniel Stern's such a fucking method guy. Um, <laughs> such a couldn't, fucking Couldn't pro. break from character. Um <laughs> She uh. she floors too hard on criminals, um, but, <laughs> but, but believably so, believably so. She's a very strong looking woman and um, <laughs> very angular. And uh, <laughs> Angela Merkel. And, and, she, and, <laughs> and Angela Merkel doesn't even try to ensnare Kevin in any trade agreements. She just lets him go, and 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 he runs away to to the park. I don't know. Yes, he ends up in the park now. The family find out that he's in New York, yeah. and uh, the dad Peter. Uh, says, perhaps he's at my brother's place, he says, only to his wife and not the police. Uh, Kevin <laughs> does go to his brother's place, but it's all boarded up and he can't get in because, yeah. well, I don't know, he can't get in yet. He hasn't unlocked the ability well, that gets him into the house yet. So, yeah. Well, no, that's the, the confusing thing isn't that he can't get in, it's that he gets in later. Yeah, he gets in later. <laughs> um, Kevin experiences a lot of very scary, poor, mentally ill, ethnic and sex, and sex worker people on the streets. It's very frightening. He experiences Verhoeven at night. <laughs> But look, luckily, in a city of 7.3 million people, he bumps into the same frightening bird lady he met earlier. It's ridiculous. There are at least 400 of those in New York. You'll never run into the same one twice. Yeah, but they all have their own territory, Paul. They mark it, and they BSC stay there, and they defend it to the death. I'm yeah. the creepy bird lady of this part. Look, everyone, this is Manhattan. We've met, we've met, we've discussed whether or not we actually even need a scary bird lady in this borough. <gasps> Outrageous, but but they do late though they they realise later on, um, and they will say let's 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 donate to a charity for the bird ladies. Well, instead of a charity, we could always just have some sort of you know use some of our taxes to. Do- oh, I'm dead now. Someone shot me. Um, <laughs> if only so, bird lady were here. Yeah. Eventually, Kevin gets to learn the same lesson he learned last time about frightening strange- strangers, uh, which is that you should just you should just trust them a bit. Come yeah, on. just a they'll little probably, bit. They'll be friendly. They'll give you stuff. And then they'll turn up to save you at the end. So go on, kids. Go yeah. right on up to that stranger. <laughs> and, and he does, and that's great. Uh, yeah. have some hot chocolate, and then he realises what he, <laughs> he needs to do now is to foil the Sticky Bandits. Yes, he does need to foil the Sticky Bandits. She does explain her backstory involving a disastrous relationship and a lifetime of loneliness and regret. And he says, yeah, yeah. that's a lot like me and my lame brother. <laughs> <laughs> my lame douchey brother. I hate him. He smells of cheese. <laughs> I guess I just never learned to trust again. He's such an asshole, actually. <laughs> Did you have any kids? No. Oh, I wanted them. But the man I loved fell out of love with me. That broke my heart. And whenever the chance to be loved came along again, I ran away from it. I stopped trusting people. I'm just afraid if I do trust someone, I'll get my heart broken again. I understand that. I used to have this really nice pair of rollerblades. Oh, he does listen to her a bit. And 
She tells him that a good deed undoes a bad deed, which isn't true and might explain why some of his sociopathic actions later. <laughs> in fact, what if Kevin only goes around befriending these weird elderly oddballs um, in order to justify his violence to himself? It undoes the hurt. It works better than a lot of philosophies I've come across. Uh, incidentally, I've only read <laughs> Mein Kampf and something Stalin scrawled on a napkin once. <laughs> Someone who's only read Mein Kampf. I tell you, I don't think it's going to catch on. <laughs> books oh i mean it just needs to calm down a bit (laughs) i had a whole list of philosophies to read but for some reason they all started later in the alphabet than m um well i was was doing it by author's first name (laughs) wouldn't oh no adolf would come before aristotle yeah Yeah. it's a shame that ari the aardvark didn't write a (laughs) a philosophical thing about buddhism he did but hitler's publishers uh said no (laughs) um too but extreme. Ari the Aardvark, <laughs> why do you spell your name with double A's? Eh, <laughs> a bit. Your surname's already Aardvark, isn't that? I just want to be doubly sure. I mean, you could be Aaron instead of Ari. <laughs> no, it's Ari. <laughs> ah. On account of how hairy I am. No, look, there's so many problems with this logic, Ari. <laughs> Ari as in ah. <laughs> ah, there's so much hair on me. <laughs> Fucking hate being look, a publisher. Kevin's outside. <laughs> it's every day with this shit. Hate it. <laughs> well, I need to stand up. I've got a sore bum, and I might be going to get and get something to drink. Can I get anybody anything? Oh, no, I'm fine, thanks. Do you want to sit here? No, sorry. Oh, shit. It's a very long time. Look, Kevin's on the streets, and he sees a sick kid. Um, yeah. And as a result, realizes the movie needs a climax, but not that one. It's too expensive. So they go to the old house. And there's yeah. a bit more Tim, Tim Curry, which elicits the only laugh from my mum. Um, the mum in the television, meanwhile, correctly identifies that this is a shit hotel, quite easily the most intellectually bankrupt, morally duplicitous, aesthetically hideous, and criminally inept hotel out of the 45 hotels on this street. Soon to be 46. I see where you're going with this. <laughs> it's very subtle. <laughs> Just everyone, there's a layer, there's a layer to this week's podcast, so I'm going to need <laughs> you to up your game. It's, it's, it's the one that you're currently sprawled across, listener. <laughs> It's the one that's currently bat- you're banging your head against. Look, <laughs> Kevin lures the men away with the irresistible possibility of hurting a child. Yeah. And yeah, Home Alone happens. The bit of Home Alone you like is goes on. And it, it becomes yeah. a cartoon. Yeah. Look, they've been through this before, so they know to very carefully rush into every doorway, stand in the open, and make use yeah. of things that have very deliberately been left out to hurt them. Well, they're tricked into, because some of the things don't actually hurt them. So, ah. fool me thrice, shame on me. Oh, Christ. So, he, he gets the better of them. He he beats the living shit out of them for a bit and then escapes yeah. and sets fire to them for a bit, which is great. And... Great. It's really fun. <laughs> um, they Then he gets to the park and obviously the old pigeon lady saves him. Yeah. And then the mum decides, I know where he'll be. And in a city of 7.3 million people, the mum finds Donald Trump sucking shit out of a sewer. But also, just beyond him, is her son. Ah, oh, great. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. And and well, and that's it. Merry Christmas, everyone. They yeah. get some presents from Duncan, whose toy shop he saved. Yep, and, and um, pre- the presents which will have pre- presumably eaten quite a bit into the profits for the orphans. But never mind that. <laughs> he gives them a bunch of presents. But Kevin, he spent a whole bunch of money on room service. Kevin. Kevin, $900 is really not that much for somebody who can afford to take two families to Florida <laughs> and then to New York. Keep them in a massive fucking house. In a, in a boy that was left alone in New York um, <laughs> because his parents were negligent. So we don't know how much the hotel's Nine- costing. Although that was free. $900. Yeah. 
Nine hundred dollar yeah. he does. Nine <laughs> nine hundred dollars. He probably earns that in a day. <laughs> What's his job anyway? Kevin? International hitman. That's why he's so emotionally detached <laughs> from these fucking people. <laughs> Maybe if we have another one, it'll make me feel something. Oh, it's another sassy nineties kid. Great. <laughs> What's wrong, honey? I was thinking about that guy I killed in Reykjavik. <laughs> I could genuinely tell he trusted me. <laughs> anyway, Merry Christmas, everyone. That was Home Alone 2. Yeah. Yeah. So what did everyone think of Home Alone 2, Trapped in New York or whatever it was? I loved it. It didn't make an awful impression on me, but maybe that's because I've seen it before and it's very... It, it's slapstick violence. Yeah. You know, it's not just knockabout... Slip over us. It's really quite nasty. It's a little nasty. It's um quite extreme slapstick, Ooh. and um I I suppose it's one of these films. The first time you see it, and and in its time, mm. and depending on what age you are, it might be amusing. But I certainly in twenty twenty, having seen it before, I think and it, at my age, really, I'm just irritated. I by think it's classic. Right. <laughs> uh yeah. What did you uh make of it this time around? I uh I loved it. I had Good. a very very lovely Christmas time. Oh, Christmas um, time. Christmas I had a lovely Christmas time everyone and my quickfire <laughs> list is 700 points long. <laughs> so um for for all of those tune into my special Patreon for the Patreon. We're going to get you to pay again. <laughs> Cuz I'm not having it here. <laughs> Great. I mean, I don't think I've ever paid this much attention to it. Um yeah, as okay. a kid, it's on and it you, you know, you pay attention to it whilst you play with your Batmobile. Um, and then the traps happen and you look up and you properly watch it. And then you, I didn't see it at the cinema or anything. Um, you get older mm. and you feel like you know it. So you kind of just have it mm. on in the background. And yeah, this is the first time sitting down and watching it. And mm. I would say it's, it's fine for me. Almost everything that's okay. good about it, except for Christmassy New York and Tim Curry, which are new and excellent, um, was yep. done... And potentially done better in the first movie. But not always better. Sometimes just done the same in the first movie. Yeah. Um, the software stuff is a bit much uh, for me, considering it doesn't actually... You know, it'll have references to, oh, it's happening again. I can't believe we did it again. But then, in spite of showing self-awareness, it will just do a lot of the same beats again. Um, yeah. I'll say this. As a Christmas movie, I love it. I love the aesthetic. I like the okay. music. As a sequel, I think I hate it. Because... I, this is not how you do a sequel. This is the absolute dictionary definition of how I don't like sequels to be. And then as a regular movie, okay. it's good. Okay. A little shallow cool. or insincere, but entertaining to me. And I like yeah, okay. the aesthetic. I think that's how I'd put it. Fair, fair enough. Um, I watched it quite a lot and fastidiously as a kid. Mm. It's, it's oh, something right. that I remember really well um, to the point where ah. it's, it's a Terminator 2 thing for me. I don't really wow. remember the first one. I oh um, well, I mean Terminator I, two, one and two are just chalk and cheese. You know, one's a horror oh, yeah, movie, but, the other's action. Sorry, no, I'm not referring. I don't mean in terms of the like the quality, um, mm. compa- comparing the two, but more that I just don't really remember it because I haven't watched it that much. Oh, I see. You've seen the second a lot more than the first. The oh, second was the one that I saw all the time. That's um, probably the opposite for me, actually. Yeah. Right. Interesting. I'm yeah. sure if I went were to watch the two of them back to back, it may differ, but. Yeah, it's back to that discussion of Christmas movies and, and what works yeah. as a Christmas movie and what works as a regular movie. Um, it's just so full of, I, I, I guess, when it's Christmas schmaltz. Mm. I'm, I'm happy just to open my mouth and swallow it all down <laughs> in, in, it is. in that it's a bucket familiar, that they bring along. It's a familiar, lovely treat. Um, yeah. No, I'd say it's, it's got its moments, but I, I would prefer the first, I think. 
Yeah, uh, I'm okay. pretty sure that's where I land on it. Is that I think the first was more original and, uh, I mean, demonstrably because it, it, it inspired enough of the gags in this one. And yeah, yeah, it's 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 good. I enjoyed it well enough. Obviously, you've got the music, you've got the aesthetic, yeah, the look of New York City, and you've got some really standout performances. So, yeah, I like it well enough. I guess what when making this, they thought they just thought people loved the first one. We can just give them that again the same. and i guess that is yeah. that's that is the sort of hallmark that's a hallmark idea isn't it yeah. um it is just we will give you the same thing and it's at christmas and it's slightly different there's another there's another tragic character you can relate to them it doesn't matter that it's the same idea you can just <laughs> you, you, you yeah. can just relate to a second tragic character and we've got tim curry this time and she's got a new hat <laughs> it's, it's she has and this is the movie that's got a new hat and that hat yeah. is new york and tim curry and, and you know, and for yeah. a film that you really like and has a lot of the same beats, it's interesting because you see action movies that essentially the same stories, but they sort of scale up the action and such, and you don't have a problem with yeah. that. So it's an interesting idea to make a sequel to a comedy kind of family movie and just yeah. amplify that a little bit and swap out some yeah. of the emotional moments in in favor of um, other ones. So it's curious. Um, I wonder yeah. about other movies and genres I don't watch as much that have done similar things, like. I wonder if there are any carbon copy rom-com sequels out there. Pro- definitely should. Hangover 2 is definitely is a complete... Right. It, it, yeah, it's just a carbon copy. It's a spitting image of the first. Um, right. And I I dislike it quite intensely for that. Just, <laughs> um, Hangover 3, I don't think it was well-reviewed at all, but I mm. I prefer it immeasurably. I think it's immeasurably better reviewed to, than 2. Oh, is it? Okay. I think so. Because I, I, I preferred it immeasurably because it was different they actually tried something else and it kind of veered away from being a comedy um oh but paul for, you can't just, a lot of you it. just can't make a movie like that anymore that's what you've got to respect and that's why the director yeah. has to make movies about evil clowns because pc's yeah. gone mad yeah pc's gone mad yeah yeah i have to be politically correct it's just <laughs> don't be such a whining little bitch about it todd <laughs> on todd you fucking prick <laughs> um but I laughed a lot, yeah. and it, it, you know it gets me in the fields in in the same it gets way. You in the like, fields like and in the fields, Christmas and in the fields in the in the London fields. Um, Fucking hunts you down in the in the field in England. You don't want to be there, trust me. <laughs> but but you see, that's my idea for Christmas film. <laughs> hey everyone, I'm Michael Smiley. Let's do some some acid. Um, <laughs> and look for some gold. Oh boy, what an adventure! <laughs> yeah, adventure. So I uh, <laughs> on, on aside from. Or the the Christmassy feelings and the the nostalgia and the familiarity there and you know mm. the, all the the stuff that I loved. I did try to see it from an objective point of view as well. You know, some of the lines yeah. do fall flat. I mean, Kevin can be very annoying at times rather than pre- simply sure. precocious. Um, yeah. But there there are still so many times that I I found it worked. And I see, even though it's you know it may be a repeat of the first one, it still it feels like it it still feels like it has heart. It it doesn't it doesn't come from the same cynical place as a hallmark, and it does help that it's we've just... seen a hallmark before <laughs> it recently. Yes, that oh fuck me, I mean it's vastly superior to the fucking doggy save Christmas or whatever that was. That's what that was. That's exactly what that film was called. Yeah. Um, it is just tricky. Imagine a a loved one comes to you and gives you a really heartfelt speech about what you mean to them, mm. and then the next year they come and give the exact same speech to you again, and you think, ah, oh, okay. I kind like... of thought it was more spontaneous and natural than oh. than that. Like, this appears to be something you've rehearsed. But if if they came um, if they came back the second time and went, we know I did this last year, but I just want to reiterate. <laughs> and then they changed a couple of words. You'd go, fuck! It's still so <laughs> genuine. Yeah, you can fuck me again, Dave. <laughs> Look, I let this um, fuck Frank. me. Okay, 
I just don't want it to stay in the morning. I want to move <laughs> on. I think my parents will pass the room once I said that. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Look, don't we, tell okay. your parents that you want this movie to fuck you. <laughs> they know. Remember they, the spirit they, of Christmas. They walked in on it happening. Now, speaking of which, let's let's get to the things that, uh, that helped us, that, that this movie fucked us with. Let's get to this movie's many cocks. Um, none yeah. of which compared to Kevin's fucking uncle's massive member. <laughs> Have you ever seen a picture of John Ham's bulge? He's well John Ham's? Yeah, John Ham. There's a lot of pictures of him out there with, um, you know, it sort of tucked down a trouser leg. Oh, right. No, I haven't. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, he's got a big old dick. Good for him. No, good, good on him. Merry Christmas, everyone. His yeah. name's Ham, like festive ham. Go Google yeah. a picture of his dick. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. That's my one better thing. <laughs> Quick fire. Uh, John Williams' music is fantastic throughout. He wrote a new yeah. hymn for this, um, which oh, goes wow. to the sort okay. of Home Alone tune. Are you there to Yeah, it's just lovely. He's a very hardworking man. Yes, I I, I appreciated. There were some variations on some classical pieces, and I can I can't remember what any of them were called. I was going to look up what they were. Yeah, what what is that? Yeah, there's that. There's there's one which plays off the. Oh, that's Carol of the Bells. That's Carol of the Bells. Yeah. Cool. I've got so so fucking many. I'm just going to have to to pick out some highlights. I think. I like when they're in the airport uh, collecting their bags and they do the whole give this to Kevin give, and they pass it along the line all saying oh, yeah. to themselves, give this to Kevin, give this to Kevin. Yeah. Kevin's not here. Kevin's not here. Kevin's not here. Kevin's not here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, it's a fun way of communicating that. <laughs> and in that scene, Kieran Culkin is wearing a fucking waistcoat. What a legend. Oh. Um, I like the fact that, um, yeah, there's a good gag where Kevin is watching yet another gangster movie. He loves him. And... Yeah. Um, he says something like, um, uh, the woman in the film gives an excuse of where she's been. You was here last night, too, wasn't you? I was singing at the Blue Monkey last night. She was not. She was smooching with your brother. You was here, and you were smooching with my brother. Just the idea he would use the word smooching was um, amusing. Oh, cool. I-, I do like the play on uh, the title there, because from the first film, it's Angels with... D- dirty, dirty faces, faces. Or, yeah and even and this one is angels with even dirtier faces yeah <laughs> it's that crapness yeah that I like in a in a in a sight gag <laughs> when when kevin's talking to this french guy on the plane um, oh yeah um it's just he looks so fucking despondent like a quaalude <laughs> addict he just he just turns to camera and then puts his headphones on and it's like if any kid did that in real life you just you force his face through the tiny window there and, and <laughs> get him sucked into the engine who are you to behave like that to me? Look, because he's in the film. There's every chance he was already uh, addicted to several substances by the time of this movie. It's possible. It's entirely possible. He had a hell of a ride. And he's got all that to look forward to in this movie. You can watch that and think about that. Oh, great. Um, I love the guy who owns the toy shop. He was a lovely old man. Um, he reminded me of like the Santa from Miracle on 34th Street. He was just very smiley I... and sweet to the kid. And Yeah. Yeah, I loved him. He was great. Now tell you what you do. You keep one. And you give the other one to a very special person. You see, turtle doves are a symbol of friendship and love. Now, as long as each of you have your turtle dove, you'll be friends forever. 
Yeah, he was lovely. Imagine um, a real bastard owning a toy shop. I bet there are some. <laughs> yeah, oh, there have got to be some. Profits up thirty percent, and uh, what's this? What are you giving to me? Oh, it's my it's my child. I thought you might like to uh, get fuck off with it. What? Yeah, Encase thanks. him in plastic Great. and put him on the shelf. Because <laughs> I'll do it. I've done it. Because I will do it. I've <laughs> I've done it. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> with my plastic gun. But I'm a gun, not a child. You're my child now. <laughs> um, is that a gun made of plastic? No, it's a gun. That... Well, I don't know. Like, <laughs> hopes people in plastic. I don't know how it works. I haven't looked. Not interested. <laughs> oh fuck. I mean, that's that's exactly what most of it's like, unless it's an independent toy shop owner. If <laughs> if it's a company with a with a CEO, <laughs> or maybe it's a I'm kind-hearted, maybe it's like a kind-hearted, smiley old uh, businessman, and that's how what? we'll run profits of our competitors into the ground <laughs> and force them to lay off their employees. We're going to dominate the market by dodging taxes and undercutting the competition. You know what you're doing, though, Paul? You're walking a very thin line between um, Mr. Duncan and Senator Palpatine. (laughs) (laughs) All I'm saying is, have you ever seen the two in the room together? No. So (laughs) Check the files, people. (laughs) So I thought for a long time in the the New York introductory scene, the establishing shots, that they had airbrushed out the Twin Towers because I couldn't see them anywhere. (laughs) They're fucking on it. (laughs) Yeah, and then he's on it, and it pans out, and he's on top of one. And yeah. it just, it felt nice, like a touching memorial that it was there, <laughs> that it hadn't, that it hadn't been cut out. Cause I know it had been cut out of a, of a TV version of it. Right. Um, maybe, um, maybe a few years ago. Yeah. When, yeah. Um, it was a bit more raw. Sure. But, um, the fact, the fact that it was just there in a happy, a happy moment just felt good. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> it's a fitting memorial to the monuments. Um, that and that Simpsons episode, and the uh, <laughs> d- uh, never released Spider-Man trailer where he spins a web between the two, and oh. that's all I've got. Yeah. <laughs> okay, when Kevin Kevin is explaining where he got all the money from, and um, he says, "I got a lot of grandmothers." That's cute. Yeah, that's that's a cute you know thing that a kid would come up with. I I, I do love when he's t- he's um explaining all this to the lady from the mm. Adams family. And he's yeah. explaining the situation, and she's seriously nodding along. Like, she's yeah. like, okay, I can follow this. I've got this, sir. <laughs> Come on, Ellen. I imagine her name is Ellen. She's probably an Ellen. <laughs> All Ellens eventually end up covered in pigeons in a park. <laughs> That's not a promise, it's a threat. <laughs> uh, I liked a Marv's habit of ripping everything he can see, just constantly stealing things. Yes, there was a bit that was really good there where he was like just uh, mushing off things in an ice skate uh, rink. My only yeah. problem was is that they put a sound effect every time he nabbed something. That was irritating. I'd have loved it as a background detail if like you saw him do it once and then every time it cuts from Harry to, and back to Marv, he was wearing another item of clothing he had stolen. That yeah, would have really, be that would have been better for me. Oh. Um, quick, quickly on Marv, he also has a good slapped face expression when that lady gets him. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Classical, mate. That's like silent Classic. movie. Classic Express. <laughs> He's a troubadour. Okay, the limo scene. I mean, fuck me, that just looked like a comfortable time. And sometimes these movies are just about having a bit of a vicarious Christmas time. Simply mm. having a vicarious Christmas time. <laughs> and especially at this time of year. Just the idea of he's got a sweet looking pizza. It really looks oh, fucking yeah. great. I love the look of that pizza. A cheese pizza just for him, held by Rob Schneider himself. Um, <laughs> it doesn't get any better. <laughs> it doesn't get any better than that, kids. 
and he's what he's um he's in a fucking limousine going through the streets of new york and it's just great it's just a really cool yeah. sort of christmasy yeah month. nice yeah the steam coming off that pizza was wonderful you could really you could oh, really man. feel it as it burnt your face off <laughs> um let's talk about the violence quickly oh, okay lots of moments in there that i liked but i'm just going to give a few um a lot from daniel stern actually i really loved his physical comedy okay um his performance yeah. in general I, it might be the the bricks, or it might just be when he falls and smashes his face on the floor, killing him instantly. <laughs> where he, he lets out a really pained, Harry, <laughs> which was really great. Um, he's, when that bar is coming down the stairs and they're lying on the floor. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I love the silence that, that's used there. No. Really nice sequence. Okay, we're doing violent stuff. Um, I mm. like the slip off the ladder when um, yep. Joe Pesci goes to grab it and just sort of slips right off and 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 falls down. That's very good. I like then Joe Pesci's handstand into the toilet with a stunt double, which is just a weird moment. Yeah. Why is he suddenly this nubile? <laughs> um, yeah. But still um, very much appreciated. Nubile? I mean nubile. What? I mean bending. Young. Oh, wait. I'm just going to Google nubile. Fine. I thought that was to do with like being being young and virginal. <laughs> Fuck yeah, that's what I got from Joe. Ready Pesci. for ready, ready for marriage. Well, Sex- athletic then, as <laughs> of a marriageable age. Acrobatic okay. is how I would describe him. Supple cool. is also um, how I would describe him. Is that really supple? Is a good word, yeah. No, but yeah, sexually attractive. Fine. I still found him that, <laughs> and <laughs> that's true. I'd marry him. <laughs> I'd fuck so him right there. Uh, so there was that. I like the sound of when Marv pulls on the rope and the concrete bag goes over the edge. The sound of the rope piling up at his feet. Yes. Had a lovely quality to it. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was lovely. Um, I like the face smack Chunky with the cannon. Sound. That was good. Yep. Uh, yep. That's it. For, yeah, that's it for violence. Cool. Uh, the squash nose effect I thought was great. Um, obviously, oh, yeah. you know, fake noses, but something you can hold on to and move. It's great. Um, and then <laughs> just when they're on the stairs and. They know that the paint cans are going to be coming down, so they, you know, they act out getting hurt. Where Marv goes, yeah. "Don't worry, Harry, I'll get him." It's a nice subtle touch where, you know, the idea being that Marv himself is a terrible actor because he's just a criminal. Right. I like those kinds of moments where you get to watch an actor pretend to be a bad actor. Yeah, it's always good stuff. Um, I like when Kevin gets into the taxi. Um, and he says, "God, it's scary out there," and the guy turns to him and says, "Ain't much better in here, yeah. kid." Boy, it's scary out there. Ain't much better in here, kid. I mean, first of all, that guy was being friend. That's a great line. I'd take that as a friendly line, and I'd smile and yeah. be like, oh, you're great. Let's have an adventure together." <laughs> but you know, uh, he got terrified. That's fine. I liked. His- I liked the line. Yeah, yeah, me too. But he's being cute. As a kid, I didn't know the meaning of on ice. As in, I feel a whole lot better once we get him on ice. I'm referring to murdering Kevin <laughs> as quickly as possible. Yeah. As a kid, it was just, oh, well, <laughs> the skating rink. How weird. <laughs> what does that mean, Dad? <laughs> um. Tell you when you're older, it's about sex. <laughs> oh, they're going to fuck him to death. <laughs> oh. Yes. Nice one, son. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it is nice. We're both nasty. <laughs> um, I think I thought Brenda Fricker was quite good. I prefer the old man. He's got very sensitive eyes, the old man in Home Alone, but I like Brenda Fricker in this. She's yeah. friendly. Nice. Yeah. And sad. I liked her very much. Reminded me, is it Mary McDonough? Mary McDonough. Mary? No. Mary, she's in Boardwalk Empire... Oh, what? Kelly MacDonald? Kelly MacDonald, that's it. Kelly MacDonald. Mary Madonna, Martin, Martin Madonna's weird sister. Mary Madonna. Mar- Maradona. 
Diego Maradona. It's all. Very I loved his good. tragic backstory in this. Angels with even filthier souls is what I wrote down. Okay, great. Glad I saw that later. When um, the parents are talking to the cop, and um, I think the dad makes a joke mm. about, or the mum, maybe Catherine O'Hara does about never losing their luggage. There's this really mm. awkward laughter um, between the two of them. The laughter dies down, and Catherine O'Hara is pained, laugh slash cry. It's just great. Right. That sort of ah, ah, says a lot. <laughs> That's good. I, I found her odd in this one because she was much more laid back in this one about the situation. She wasn't racing across the country in yeah. this one. Um, and like I found the moment odd when the dad makes a lame joke and she just starts like laughing a lot. That was I don't know, it was a weird moment. That just came across as anxiety and, and nerves. Right. Okay. That's very big. This it might be just that I've now seen um Surviving Christmas and it's um <laughs> It's changed all, all of my perspectives on everything. Never going to trust any Catherine again. I'll never trust anyone named Catherine. And that's, that's a promise. <laughs> um, and a threat. Now, there was one more moment of violence I missed. When It's one of the first ones when they jump off the... Um, there's a seesaw gag which launches Marvin to the mm. air. And he then lands on a car. And it was a pretty good landing on the car. Mm. It was like, like the beginning of Lethal Weapon or something. It was a nice sort of smack down on the car. Oh, nice. I enjoyed that. Oh, and, and Marv goes, that was incredible, <laughs> as he come, comes <laughs> yeah. to find him. When Tim Curry's in the, uh, in the hotel room and to find Kevin working, the clown, meant, you know, it's meant to be his dad, the, the clown's doing his thing behind the shower curtain, and it just, it's a hard cut to Kevin, and he's just pulling on the, the ropes with abandon and grinning. Mm. Um, it was just <laughs> such a great contrast from Tim, Tim Curry and the clown to him just yanking stuff. Yay. It's just this doesn't necessarily um, do what it looks like it's doing. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> um, okay, I would say Kevin has great handwriting on the, the note that he tied to a rock and threw through the window. Mm. There's really nice writing on there. Wonderful penmanship. Wonderful. Five stars. Um, good King Wenceslas was playing in the, uh, in the orchestra, I think. Ah. And had a very strange <laughs> effect on me. And maybe just oh. reminding me of my, my youth and going to religious schools. Uh, what it was and, like to have um, the love of Jesus in your heart. Yeah. All, all in you me. became a heathen. Yeah. <laughs> Little has changed. Less, less guilt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was Church of England, so that shouldn't have happened. But <laughs> Even as a Protestant, you were just the most guilt-ridden child. Church of England, mate. Not fucking Protestant. Oh, fuck. Those are different because Henry VIII was great. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Also, if you like, if you're a king, um, Kevin Culkin, uh, makes the uh, the comment that um Santa's gonna come visit us in a hotel and uh, gonna come visit us, and Kevin says I don't think Santa comes to visit hotels, and he says yeah he does, Santa is omnipresent, yeah, <laughs> which was nice, like he's learnt this concept and somehow associated it with Santa, and it just it felt like another little dig at the idea that for kids this this Christmas is about Santa, it's you know yeah that was fun, I enjoyed that yeah cool. Cedric, Rob Schneider getting pulled along the parquet floor. I was accompanied by a nice... Oh, yeah. Come along, Cedric. I like that. I liked okay. the fact that he managed to uh, maintain the position he had on the floor as he was being dragged. <laughs> that was great. All was good. When mm. the parents are confronting the hotel staff about how they just let a kid get out of their hands yeah. uh, in, in New York. And um, Catherine O'Hara goes, what kind of idiots do you have working here? And the woman replies, the finest in New York. And then they all yeah. smile. Um, and then the camera pans right to a sniggering, a simpering Rob Schneider. It's oh, just yeah. the fucking perfect cutaway <laughs> um, after that really great joke. 
two two levels there, Paul. The response two levels. Of Schneider. Jesus. Really dwarfing our podcast, which is a bungalow. Yeah. <laughs> a bungalow of disdain for Donald Trump. A bungalow. Okay. Any others? When um, Buzz is has a genuine-ish sort of apology speech mm. at the end, um, and says, "So I only think it, I think it's only fair that Kevin opens the first present. Oh yeah. And I'll go. Then the rest of you, and so on. Yeah. <laughs> and then they then is, proceed to yeah, all open presents all at once. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't no one, give, no one listens to Buzz. Fuck him. Well, fuck him. Fuck that guy. Was great. <laughs> and I'll go, and then I'll be, then I'll be in blue, blue ruin, and so on. <laughs> and then so on, all of you will appear in Jeremy Saulnier films. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay, Ooh. look, we've been skirting around it. You can hear it in our voices that we've all, we're all just yeah. trying to contain our excitement about the big man. Yeah. This is his f- at least third appearance after the Pebble and the Penguin and um, the Shadow in my last defense of, yeah. um, well, in that defense of. Last year. Yeah. Um, and he's every bit as wonderful in this as he is in those films. It is the man. It's Tim Curry. I'm afraid you're mistaken. We are looking for a young man. Stay in your rooms. This is an emergency. There's an insane guest with a gun. I'm going to just just generally him. every time it cuts to him, he's doing something marvelous with his face. Um, yeah. To All highlight a couple him. of great moments. I mean, his pronunciation of pizza is unique. A limousine and a... Pizza. Just a pizza. And, and, pronun- and pronunciation. <laughs> his pronunciation, his whole situation around pizza is wonderful. Um, I can't do an imitation of the way in which he wishes Kevin to have a lovely day. I've tried. I can't get it right. <laughs> have a lovely day. Have a, a lovely, lovely day. 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 A lovely day. No, it, it, it's, um, day. <laughs> it's, it's day. It's day. <laughs> it's really. A lovely day. It's really. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's really it's, extraordinary. Hit, um, um, him and his staff with angels of even filthier souls is great. Yeah. I uh, love you. Yep, with that face. I love you. Just before that, do he does again. my favorite face in the movie is when him he says, "You were here and you were smooching with my brother," and he does a face of incredulity, which is just <laughs> yeah. wonderful. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> and he, he just oh fuck, he's great, and he he does Are a great grinch sure smile. You're mistaken. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, true. That's so good. And, and I think it was the moment that got the laugh out of my mum was um, when he gets slapped after um, saying her that yes. there are crazy people out there. And he says, do wrap yep. up one. They're cold out. And he does a little whimper. <laughs> yep. His lip wobble. He does a lip so wobble. Good. And then he looks away and tries to suck in the cry. Oh, I fucking love it. It's He's amazing. so good. And yeah, yeah that, was, that was by far and away my favourite part of, of this revisit was oh. um, seeing Tim yeah. Curry. <laughs> he, he is the absolute highlight um, What a wonderful man And it made me go back and watch all of his scenes from The Shadow And remember how fucking great he is uh, in that as well Yeah so, I was constantly thinking of his, his We need to shift denouement. We need to shift this into um, A Tim Curry appreciation cast <laughs> oh, We Christ. could do that now, Never run out of things to talk about Even if it's just the same thing over and over again <laughs> Just keep reviewing it Start with the shout Rocky Horror It's going to be great <laughs> Did we confront, engage, beloved the OGT. We did. We got all up in their face. Fuck yeah. Um, we spat and mumbled while we talked. <laughs> we're eating something. And, th- and we made them the Sticky Bandits. And the Sticky Bandits, um, <laughs> beginning with Elliot J. O'Neill, said, yes, I'd like to order the Tim Curry extra cheese. Thank Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> now, are you, are, are you confessing that you put cheese on curry? I guess I guess curry does have cheese in it, but I'm thinking of... Um, I'm thinking not, not of Pinier now, but I'm thinking of Australian tasty cheese that you just <laughs> sprinkle on your vindaloo. 
You just sprinkle and on your life, and it makes it better. And you're a law unto yourself, Elliot. Thank you. <laughs> um, Madman. Um, Ryan at 27 Backspace. Oh, hello. <laughs> Haven't heard from you in a while. Um, said, I like the bit where Daniel Stern turns into a skeleton. It's the only moment of cartoon violence in the climax that I think really works because of how over the top it is. Yeah, mm. it was an odd moment that. I remember as a kid finding that very surreal. Which it is. It's a surreal little touch. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I liked it. It, it showed <laughs> that more of it was um, knowing. Uh, more knowing than perhaps you might give it credit for as, as like a weird about face from schmaltz into violence hmm. bt calloway said who didn't want one of those voice recorder doohickers he had <laughs> it's a wonderful thing <laughs> it can fool any adult he uses it like a savant as well <laughs> he's, um, he's, a, he's gifted he is very gifted with that thing oh he's gifted with that thing he mastered all of the 90s technologies all those 90, 90s things <laughs> you ought to see him with a fucking um led yo-yo <laughs> It badass. It, it, it does. Killed three men. Cat's cradle. He does. The walk the walking the dog. Up the old man. Up the old man. Along the beach. Down with Britain. Danny Dyer's the beach. Danny Dyer meant Danny Boyle. Danny Dyer's the beach, on. yep. <laughs> Danny Dyer's the beach. Welcome welcome Didn't to someone... the Bravo channel. <laughs> I'm Danny Dyer. Didn't somebody respond <laughs> to that particular comment? Not me. Yes, I was I was getting onto it after our Ooh. hilarious riffing. Um, <laughs> Love it. But uh, no, it's better that we cut it off. Blockbuster's <laughs> podcast said, I actually did get one of those voice recorder doohickeys. It was about as much fun as you'd expect could be had from not being a kid along in a, along in a big city. Alone in a big city. All along that big city. Yeah, all along that big city. Slide down it. Yeah. yeah. I can imagine it being less fun being in a big city and using it in public, though, because I'm a very socially <laughs> awkward guy. <laughs> yeah, I can use, imagine trying to use it to um, surprise like someone or fool them and it just comes out <laughs> was that That's a voice the wrong bit. was that the wrong bit was that an actual voice speaking to me <laughs> yes <laughs> um, I, I thought you were going to say seduce <laughs> and um look there's our new podcast folks <laughs> we've got to seduce someone using only one of those fucking tape bit things <laughs> okay moving on to facebook facebook um what did mr zucker's friends have to say this week Paul Hawkins, um, also Blockbusters, said Tim mm. Curry, followed in short order by Tim Curry, plus the Wet Bandits <laughs> are a perfect duo. It's always fun seeing them on screen. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tim Curry. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait. Yeah. I knocked over a screwdriver when I, did, when I said that. <laughs> I need, I'm going to need it screwdriverless. Oh, yeah. Tim Curry. <laughs> there we go. Um, I'll screwdriver you. <laughs> what? Jen Blundell says seconded, always yeah. Tim Curry. Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah Try ordering that in your local Indian restaurant. <laughs> Seriously, don't. He will show up. <laughs> They've decided to get one up on the audience now, and um, the audience on their their fucking cli- what do they call, what do they call people who go to restaurants? <laughs> the couriers, uh, attendees, like well, uh, customers, right? Custom, I guess yeah. customers, yeah. Eaters, fatsos, <laughs> um, indulgent capitalists, yeah. They go, we have to get one up on the eaters now. If they order a Tim Curry, we need a way of getting them a Tim, Tim Curry and calling them out on their bullshit. <laughs> so they just got Tim Curry. Yep, and that's all you needed. And now that restaurant has been burnt to the ground. <laughs> By Tim Curry. Uh, <laughs> I should have brought in Rob Schneider to call him down. <laughs> Ellen Graham said, Ellen Graham. look, I have... Yeah, Ellen Graham, soon to be Fuck. covered in pigeons in a park. Ellen Graham said, look, <laughs> I haven't seen it for several years, but from memory, the pigeon woman was incredibly moving. I think we see a lot of unattached older women for comedy or disgust, but mm. it was wonderful to see an old woman with a life and love, even if it was lost. And I truly mean it. Beauty once Kevin was no longer afraid of her. Yeah. 
Yes, yeah. yeah, so that's a very um, good point. It's it's very yeah. true that she, you know, is not stereotypical, you know, kind of crazy old lady um, used for laughs and such. She's a sad kind of figure. Yeah. And yeah, she's, um, yeah, that's a, very, a good point. It's not a figure that's been represented a great deal. Yeah. And it's nice that, yeah, Kevin taught her to love again. That's what she's going to go fucking do. Great. You're going to get hers. <laughs> she's going to go get some right up her. Um, <laughs> fuck also, the pigeons. I'm going to fuck some pigeons. Do you have any idea how much they shit? No more than your average bloke, am I right? <laughs> oh, ladies. Also, Tim Curry <laughs> always does a get our back and push performance and injects every scene he's in with a high comedic and often wildly horny energy. And Catherine O'Hara is doing the best she can with the crazy given circumstance of a character, and she is always welcome in my heart. And my house. Yeah. Just come right but that's in. That's contractual. She she gets to okay. you. She gets in you that way. <laughs> Needles our way in. When you signed your mortgage, it was in there. It just says no backsies. It's just one page. <laughs> no backsies, and she... comma, Catherine O'Hara. And before you can go, what is this? She grabs your hand and she signs for you. <laughs> You're hurting me, Catherine. <laughs> I wish I hadn't agreed to let you sell me a house. It's too late. <laughs> You're living in Catherine O'Hara's fucking life now. Anything else? <laughs> That's it. Thanks, OG team. Thanks, OG team. Well, there's no need to talk about the one better thing, really. Die Hard 2 yeah. is pretty good, but has similar issues. Yeah. But, you know, eh, it's all fine. It's all fine. Good it's enough. Christmas. Do what you want. Yeah. What am I going to tell you what to do? I know. No one. I'm a silly chump. <laughs> that's true. Silly chump bitch. That's I think mean. that's something we can all get behind. <laughs> in these troubling times. Yeah. Paul, how can people find out about one good thing and all our works and deeds? Well, in these troubling times, Paul, um, we're, pro- we're probably number one on the list of, of, of things to avoid, actually. It was a surprising Twitter poll that came out, but you know what Twitter's <laughs> like. It was it was probably mostly um, Russian bots. Don't <laughs> listen to them. Make up your own minds. Come on, um, sheeple. That list was stolen from us. Uh, <laughs> so so if you can see through the lies, you should get in touch with us on OGT Pod um, and Twitter and Facebook. Great. <laughs> Um, you can also send us an email at gmail, OGTPod at gmail.com for all of the, the, the myth-busting truth nuggets you could ever want, such as, we're good, and listen to us. <laughs> if you haven't reviewed us yet, now's your chance. Yeah, don't listen to Snopes. We're actually good. And, yeah, uh... listen to Snokes, yeah? <laughs> Snokes love he's, us. He's the only Snur person I care about. <laughs> I'm Paul Snur. I'm, I'm Snopes. And remember, the one good thing about Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, that's Tim Curry. <laughs>